Shalom and shalom, mighty men of valor. Let's take a quick memory dash to the Garden of Eden. Does anyone remember the verdict that God gave to Adam after he ate the forbidden fruit? Cast is the ground because of you, the Lord said. Through painful toil, you will eat from it. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you are taken, for dust you are and dust you will return. What an amazing verdict. Welcome to Adam's cave. This is where we speak candidly, concisely, and very clearly. I'm your host, Kissinger Kiprotich, and it's always my distinct joy and honor to have you in this cave. Well, today is a bit slightly different, but it is a cave anyway. So welcome to the conversation on ISMS line 20933, WhatsApp line 0717-400555, or our Twitter hashtag, Adam's Cave. Or just go to our comment section on Hope TV and Hope FM, social media pages, and we'd be very delighted to hear from you. Now, the burden of responsibility rests heavily on Adam. Adam is a priest, is a provider, is a protector, and of course, present. So let's look at the provider segment on the topic, financial strategy, rule of three, rule of three. So today we are immensely delighted to bring you a financial expert, is an investor, a very, very prolific, prolific author and writer, and is a founder and chairman of Fullerton Markets, Mr. Mario Singh. He comes from Singapore and we can't wait to welcome him on board. Welcome, Mario. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kissinger. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Good. Um, allow me to call you Mario. I sure. know you have a big name. I've seen your financial segments. I'm an accountant by profession, but looking at what you've done, wow. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank and you. I'm truly honored to have you. Thank you. Welcome to our country. Yes, this is my first trip, in fact, to Kenya. I happened to have a previous uh, gig in Johannesburg. Yeah. I was there for a fintech conference. I was invited to speak in the fintech conference. But I was telling my team, no, I don't just want to fly halfway around the world to just one African country. So as I spoke more and more to my friends, I said, okay, you could really need to go visit Kenya. So after Johannesburg, we kind of like extended the trip. Here I am. Ooh, welcome. So this is your first time in Kenya? My very first time. And you're from Singapore? I am. I am from Singapore, yes. Ooh. Before we get, I'm just, I'm just in a hurry to dive into the conversation. But before, who is, who is Singh? Who else don't we know? What else do we need to know about you? Well, so I'm an, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, an yeah. investor, and an author. That's basically what I do. Mm -hmm. um, so I invest in companies, I build my own companies, and I enjoy writing. I've just completed, in fact, my fourth book called The Magical Rule of Three, which I'm sure we'll get into in a while. Mm -hmm. So, And on the business side, uh, I've got three companies. One company that handles marketing and events. That's called Pipbox Group. Okay. The second company which you mentioned, so I'm the founder also of uh, Fullerton Markets. Now, that's a company that handles trading. So anybody who wants to trade, they want to invest in certain instruments like currencies, stocks, crypto, oil, gold, silver, that's the platform for that. And finally, the third company, it's a company called IWS Fintech. That's a company specifically for blockchain consulting because what I'm seeing over the next few years, Kissinger, is that all of us need to be well-equipped in terms of knowledge on how industries are moving, you know, whether is it in blockchain, whether is it in Web3. So that's businesses. I'm happily married. My wife's name is Charlene. I've got two kids. Uh, Chantel's my elder one. So she's 14. Elliot's my son. He's 12. Uh, and we have a family charity in Singapore. It's called Soul Rich Foundation. So put all that together and it keeps me fairly busy. Wow, interesting. For those who are listening to us from Hop TV or Hop, rather Hop FM, uh, Mr. Murray is not that old. <laughs> but the things he's done, 
amazing. Congratulations. You've done so much. And I understand you do something also in church. Yes. So I'm from a church called Kingdom City in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And they also have presence in Johannesburg. I'm not so sure if they got a church out here. Mm -hmm. um, but so I'm from that church. And in Kingdom City, I'm a cell group leader as well. So all glory to God. Woo. And you do all these things. Amen. I remember doing um, a financial question in on futures and collapse. Mm. I never imagined anybody can make business out of it. You know, <laughs> that is that in itself is actually a testimony, man, mm -hmm. Kissinger. So I didn't do too well in school. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came out, so in Singapore, we've got something called an honors program. I'm not so sure. I think it's fairly similar to the universities mm -hmm. here. So I graduated in chemical engineering. That's the degree or the profession that I chose. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do too well. And that's, and that's after studying. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so in, in, in a direct honours program, there's something called first class honours, second upper class, second lower class, third class, and then finally just a pass. Mm. And a pass basically means you just wasted your entire year because it means that you did a three-year course in four years, mm. you know? So I came up with third class honours, kind of shattered my mom's dreams. You know, I keep saying that because I was supposed to be the bright guy. And so I was lost for a while, but I think one key turning point for me, Kissinger, was the fact that I had good mentors in my life. So I'm a direct beneficiary of good mentorship, of what great men and women have poured in me. And it's the same thing I want to do to share with the world. Wow, amazing. So I'm talking to a chemical engineer who is an expert in financial <laughs> industry. I've, I've seen you speak in CNBC, in Bloomberg, amazing these are extremely strong financial institutions and medias mm -hmm. that anyone can go to. Wow. So how did you get there? What was the passion? What drove you into financial industry? That is, that is a great question. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it is, again, has something to do with the Lord's hand. Mm -hmm. So there was once when I was watching CNBC and because, you know, and they were speaking English and I told myself, I don't even understand the financial <laughs> jargon that they are speaking. Mm -hmm. But I did say quietly in my heart, Lord, you know, I would like to be there. And over time, you know, the Lord answers the cries of our heart. Amen. So what really happened then, good mentors came on board. All right, they guided me. They taught me everything I know about finance. You see, in finance, there's just so many parts. And people find it very daunting, right? But there's actually only a few things you need to focus on. Let me give you an example. There's basically just two things in finance that we need to get a grasp on. Mm. The first thing is called fundamental analysis. The second is called technical analysis. That's it. What's the difference? Fundamental analysis basically means you got to understand globally what are the markets doing? What's the general direction? Are markets up or down? That's fundamental. Technical basically means if you want to take a trade, if you want to invest, how do you enter? So essentially, fundamental analysis basically deals with direction. Technical analysis basically deals with where exactly am I going in where exactly am I coming out? Now, to answer your, your, your question, right, about how did I get on CNBC, and even that I felt was the Lord opening doors. But more importantly, bro, and this is why I keep sharing with people, right, all glory to God. Amen. Why? And here's why. Because each time I go, and this was a true testimony, I keep asking the Lord, Lord, give me the mind of a fund manager. Because you see, when you appear on CNBC and Bloomberg, they, they don't give you the, the questions of what they're going to ask you, you know. When you sit in that hot seat and you're, you're, you're sharing your views live in front of 300 million people, you're expected to know your stuff. Like, what is the inflation rate of Australia? You know, what do you think is going to happen to the interest rates in Europe? So you are expected to know. And I prayed. And obviously, I have to prepare, 
right? But the wisdom came from the Lord. And that's so important. So all glory to God. Wow. Lord, thank you. It's absolutely honored to have you. Back to Singapore. Sure. One of the many cries of Kenyans is that Singapore and Kenya, at one time, the same level of economy. But over time, Singapore seems to have shot exponentially. What was the secret? What's the blueprint? That is a fantastic question. When you ask me this question, it, it takes me back to a book that I recently read. Mm. This is a red color book. Now in Singapore, right, this book is called, the title of the book is called 50 Secrets of Singapore Success. Oh. So I thought that's fantastic, right? I've got to understand the history of my country, how in one generation, the founding father, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew, literally turned us from a third world country to a first world. And in his own words, he said, and this is even before it happened, he said, I will turn this, mat- I will turn this mud flat. He called it a mud flat. Mm. I will turn this mud flat into a metropolis. And he did. Now, here's the three things that he did because he stated in the book, Magical Rule of Three again, mm. you know. The three points that he and his team did. Number one, visionary leadership. This wow. is important, right? To be able to see something that hasn't, that it hasn't birthed forth yet. You've got to see it in your mind. So number one, visionary leadership, right? Even the Bible says, all right, without vision, my people perish. Mm. So visionary leadership is important. Number two, mm. he called it an effective civil service. Now, what that basically means is that after visionary leadership, you need people to execute your plans. So in the civil service in the country, he managed to find good people in management who started building up the different facets of the country. So that's called effective civil service. And finally, number three, he used the words budget sustainability. You see, a lot of people are very flippant with money, especially if you're starting out. You know, building a country, what more building a small business? Some people don't understand finances. Mm. So that's the kind of blueprint. You ask a great question. Mm. What's the blueprint, right? So it's down to these three uh, statements again. It's from the book, 50 Secrets of Singapore Success. Number one, visionary leadership. Number two, effective civil service. Number three, budget sustainability. Well, I like the three. And I'll be coming back to the power of threes <laughs> to get into threes. <laughs> Interesting. So what do you think could have happened? Or what do you see the Kenyan economy? What, could, what did we do wrong from where you sit? Where we are, where we're left behind? Well, well here's my thoughts again. Okay? Mm. So let me, let me start from a macro view first. In yes. fact, the first reason why did I choose Kenya is because I felt like on the eastern side okay, of Africa, on the east coast, right? there's countries like Kenya, there's Uganda, there's Tanzania, just slightly below you guys. And in terms of population and economy, I think that's fairly strong. And if I'm not wrong, I think the Kenya economy is like, like ranked number three in the entire African continent, that's right? Correct, yes. After Nigeria and South Africa. So yes. if I wanted to pick a country from Johannesburg, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to Kenya. Mm. And the best way I can read anything on the internet, but nothing beats literally coming here, absorbing the culture, speaking to locals, that is, is priceless for me, all right? So that's number one, why I wanted to be here. In terms of what I see, Kenya's struggles is no different from what the perennial problem is right now in the world. And I'm going to say it in one sentence. It is the problem of global inflation. Now, we can go deeper as to why is Kenya even struggling with this? And I can tell you the problems occurred even during the COVID days. You see, when there was COVID, right, about three years ago, Many governments started printing money and they started helping the economies. Nothing wrong with that. But when there's cheap money flowing throughout, when there's an excess of supply, what happens is it tends to create inflation. All right? And with inflation, countries then have to start raising interest rates. 
Now, all these are financial jargon, but the impact on the man and the woman on the ground, I'm sure you're starting to see that prices are going up. Prices for fuel, prices for food, prices of things are going up and that's bad. Mm -hmm. So Kenya is it's not different from many other countries. We're all struggling with inflation. And the bigger question comes now, what can we do in our personal capacity to try and combat inflation and make additional streams of income for ourselves. I think that is something that's more practical that people definitely are looking at. I love that you've said it. What can we do at a personal level? Please take us there. Well, that, that was... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a bit of my story. So when I wrote the fourth book, yeah. and I actually wrote it during COVID time, so The Magical Rule of Three, which yes. is my fourth book, right? I wrote it in the month of February 2020. So that's like two, three months right after COVID started. I wanted to put a book together that essentially would discuss three principles. So that's why the magical rule of three. I wanted everyone to understand that you can be abundantly successful in three areas. Number one, personal success. Mm -hmm. Number two, financial success. And number three, business success. Because everyone fits in either one of these pillars, mm. right? Some people are looking for, I've got a goal, but I'm not hitting it. Mm. You know, how can, I, how can I do that? So the first pillar, when I deal with personal success, I talk about things like, what are the top three ingredients? What are the three areas of success? What are the three levels of success that people grow into? The second pillar of financial success, I need people to really understand, what does it mean to have return? What does it mean to have a risk? How do I start trading and investing in the markets? And finally, I want people to understand how do you build a proper business? So I know it's a lot in the book, but I personally feel it has touched a lot of lives. By God's grace, the book hit Amazon number one when I launched it in Singapore over that weekend. So I think uh, there is a lot of golden nuggets in the book and I'm just, I'm, I just want to share it with as many people as possible. Wow. And congratulations. I actually did check out your book is a best-selling after Obama and Rollins. That's right. That's right. When so, they launched, so I beat Barack Obama's book and I yes. beat J.K. Rowling, who's the author of Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have done that, right? So that's obvious, which is why I say. Mm -hmm. And I can't stop saying it. All glory to God. Amen. Now, here's the key thing. When people, when we say all glory to God, right? The, the key is to understand His will for your life, you know? Because you see, we can be running around doing a hundred million different things, but if we don't be obedient to His will, all right, then chances are we're going to fall into many, many potholes. Mm -hmm. Even Christ Himself, when He came down, He Himself said, this is in John, in the book of John, He says, I didn't come here to do my will, but to do my Father's will. Mm -hmm. So everyone needs to understand what is our main purpose here. God has given me a gift of communication and I want to steward that to the best of my ability for His glory. Different people may have different callings and different giftings, the key is for us to find that out and then expand upon it. Mario, congratulations. It's very exciting to see a Christian man succeed in business and write that amazing book that can be the best in the world, best-selling in Amazon. And I also know that you have um, another CSR arm of your business. And you draw a lesson from the scripture as well? Yes. So CSR, you mean like our corporate social yes, responsibility? Yes, yes, yes. This is good. The works so, on something. Yeah, so I've, I've, mm. got, I've got two foundations, so mm -hmm. to speak, right? So the first one is the company foundation, which is technically a charitable arm. Mm. So we call that Fullerton Foundation. Okay. Okay. I've got one in the family side. I call it Soul Rich Foundation, S-O-U-L. And that's built upon Matthew 16 because, because Christ himself said, what profits a man? You can gain the whole world, but you lose your soul. 
Right? So how do you be rich in your soul? Number one, you build your life entirely on Christ. Your entire life must be built on the chief cornerstone. If not, everything else is just shifting sand. Mm. So in terms of me starting this foundation, Kissinger is, is, is built upon Matthew 25. So let me share. In Matthew 25, in this, in this chapter, right, the Lord himself talks about two main stories. Mm. The first story was about parable of the talents. And the parable of the talents, I'm sure many people are, are familiar with the story. All right, this, this guy, before he went away, the boss gave his servants, I'm giving you five talents, I'm giving you two, I'm giving you one. Right, the first guy doubled it. All right, when he came back, five became 10, two became four. And the last guy, he actually hid his talent. <laughs> and can you imagine, the Bible actually records and says, right, you wicked and lazy servant. Mm. And I've always pondered about this, you know, lazy, I can understand. But why wicked? Lazy because you didn't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the way I look at it. You're wicked because number one, when you hit the talent below the ground, you're still covered in darkness. You didn't do anything to bring light to it. That's profound. And that's the first thing. I mean, that's many things that the Lord said, mm. right? I've called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So number one, he didn't shine the light. Number two, you deprive people of what you're supposed to be doing. Your talents, your gifts, your abilities. If you didn't multiply and steward that talent, you're depriving people of what could have been because you didn't follow his will. Mm. That's key. Now, that's the first story. And I summarize this story in two words. It's called good work. Now, good work is also actually hinged upon 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, which says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for reproof, for doctrine, for teaching, for correction, such that man can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We go to the second part of Matthew 25, when Jesus is basically talking to his disciples. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And the disciples were, were confounded. He said, but Lord, when did we ever see you naked, hungry, and thirsty? And he dropped the bomb on them. Mm. He said, for whatever you did to the least of these, you did it to me. The Lord identifies himself with the poor. Mm. Bro, I can tell you. So this, this is the, the verse that I anchor for myself is in Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, I think this is in verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece mm. created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So now let me put it together. Good work and good works. Do not separate ourselves from the two. If I'm speaking to the men on this show, both are important. You need to do good work. When you're doing good work, when the blessings flow, all right? I think it says in Proverbs, see a man who is excellent in his work, he will stand before kings. So the call is for us to be excellent in the marketplace because we carry the king's name. So doing good work is important. And then when the blessings come upon that, what are you doing with all those blessings? You funnel it to good works. And that's important. So two of it, all right, I hinge it on the story of Matthew 25. So doing good work and good works, both are important. Woo, amazing. And you've just caught one of my favorite scriptures, see a man. That touches me. Before I let you go discuss something else. Sure. Talk to Adam because he's thinking before even if Christ could deal so strongly or speak about this parable, about us not taking care of the poor. What about our own families? What about our immediate needs? Where we are as a man, as Adam, you're expected to provide and take care of your family. What can we do? You know, just now when you gave the introduction, you talk about the land is cursed and all that. Right? Yes. We go one chapter before. When you look at what the Lord himself has done, the blueprint is actually there. Mm -hmm. The blueprint is actually relationships first, work second. Okay. Let me explain. 
So when God created the world and then he created man, that's relationship, right? God created Adam first before he told him in Genesis 2.15, go and tend the garden, all right? So relationship first, work second. And the way I look at it, and I can show you multiple examples of this in the Bible. Let me give you another example. In Acts 9, when Paul had a vision, when he encountered the Lord himself, all right? The first question out of his mouth was, who are you, Lord? Relationship. What would you have me do? Work. Oh, you see that? Relationship always precedes work. So now, if we are the man of the house, it is so important that we are watering the people around us with strong relationships, with our wives, with our kids, because that is key. You know, for me personally, I'll tell you, and I've said this many times, right? You see many quote-unquote successful businessmen out there in the world, but if your, your home is in shambles, you're not successful to me. Because how, if you think about it, a strong society is only built on the foundation of a strong family. So guys, please, relationships are important first. All right, that's key. If we are built for relationship, it says in 2 Corinthians, the Lord has given us a ministry of reconciliation to reconcile people to himself. And out of that, it is our job to go there and share the gospel and tell people to reconcile the others back to him because we are made in his image. So number one, relationships first and then your work. So I think sometimes people get it topsy-turvy. People may think, oh, I need to be successful be before I can go build relationships. It just doesn't work that way. You know, Mario, you're saying that interestingly. I remember a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine walked to say, if Bill Gates can be divorced and he has all this money, what about me? Mm -hmm. So I think that clarifies clearly in terms of, you say, relationships and work. And then you talk about work. And I think in your book, Power of Three, you talk about how to improve income. Because I think where other men struggle, they say, okay, fine, I only cut have a job. But I sense in your book, you have other ways or you have other things that you think you can help us build our work. Sure. Mm. So this is in chapter 11 of my book, The Magical yeah. Rule of Three. Now in chapter 11, I discussed that there are three types of income that every single person must build. And before I even share what those three incomes are, here's the reason why they have to do it, okay? Because when I studied all successful entrepreneurs around the world, when I had the time to write this book, I realized that almost all of them fall in either one or more of these three categories. So here it is. The first one is called proactive income. The second is called investive income. The third is called passive income. Let me explain. The first pillar Proactive income, it basically means that you have got to be proactive in developing a high income skill for yourself. Examples of high income skills, the ability to speak well, the ability to sell well. People who speak well become some of the highest paid consultants, mentors, business coaches, keynote speakers around the world. People who are able to sell well. You know, if you are, instead of selling small things like, like glasses or chairs, people are selling high-end luxury cars, high-end real estate, high-end villas. It's the same skill. It's about selling. So the first pillar was what I term as proactive income. You've got to hone your skills and develop a high-income skill, exchange it for either a salary, a fee, or a commission in the marketplace. So that's the first one. Number two, investive income is basically us taking a bit of money, putting it into the markets and growing it. Examples of the market would be the financial markets or the property market, okay? When you take money and you are investing it in the financial markets or the property market, you earn things like interest or yield or capital gains. Finally, in passive income, it basically means you are building a system 
I mean, think about it, right? What's passive income? I build a system once and then I'm getting paid for it over and over and over again. As a pure example, my books. So in my books, I wrote it one time. But till today, I'm earning royalties from the book. So passive income, royalties of books are an example. Licensing of intellectual property rights is an example. Building a business is an example because you build a business once and then if the business does well, you've got ongoing profits and annual dividends that you're paying yourself. I'm sitting here, my business is generating money for me back home. So I think these three concepts are immensely important for anyone to grasp again. And let's summarize it, okay? Mm. Why do I call this the PIP revolution? So PIP is the acronym for Proactive Income, Investive Income, and Passive Income. Proactive Income means you are making money. Investive Income means money is making money. And Passive Income basically means a business or a network or a system helps you to make money. I love the way you call it the revolution. I exactly, I call it the PIP revolution because I want, mm. this is a global movement now, Kissinger. Mm. So wherever I'm going around the world, I'm sharing with people, the PIP revolution is basically a global movement to help people to create wealth simpler and faster than ever before. So they need to understand the nuggets and the ingredients of proactive income, investive income, and passive income. Mr. Mari, you speak so clearly about this PIP revolution. But I could, there could be Adam thinking, yeah, great idea, but where do I get the courage? Where do I start? How do I do it? Do I just stay with the fast P? Because look, this is where I think it is, it's more predictable. I know what kind of income I will have, but I can't go to I and I can't go into P. Yes. How can you help us? Well, the first thing I'm going to say, I want to share with people, be very careful of the words that you speak because many people will feel, you know, the business is bad. Who am I? Why will people listen to me? How can I be a millionaire? People are plaguing themselves with all these negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. We've got to be super clear in the words that we are speaking because, Kissinger, the first purpose of words is not communication. The first purpose of words is creation. Amen. When God himself said, let there be light, and light came out, it's creation. Mm -hmm. And I, let me give you an example, okay? When people say business is bad, in, what is it in Kenya, what is it in Africa and all, I always give them this example, you know. In 1998, during the times there was an Asian financial crisis, do you know what big company started in the same time that there was an Asian financial crisis? Has everybody heard of a company called Google? Yes. Google started in 1998. In 2008, 10 years later, when there was a global financial crisis, when Lehman Brothers actually fell, do you know which company started? Have you heard of a company called Airbnb? I'm sure some of our friends have used Airbnb. So we got to get rid of all these excuses. Mindset is key. Because sometimes what we project to the world is based on the internal lens that we are seeing through. So we got to change the lens. What are we seeing? Are we seeing scarcity? Well, because we are scarce on the inside, we project scarcity on the outside. If we are abundant, when we change our mindset, when you change the filter and you change the lens, there is an abundance of opportunities out there. So that's the first thing. You know, a verse comes to mind, Romans 8, right? When the Lord himself says, I've made you more than a conqueror. We are more than conquerors in Christ. So we need to gird up our loins and to really understand. We have to glean all these principles from the Bible. The key is that people may read. I mean, some people may not even be reading the Bible, but the keys are all in the Bible because the Bible is the foundations of truth. Wow. Powerful. I love it. So this man must learn. And I'm glad that you've said that as well. What about other nuggets? You had a conversation with tycoons. I remember that. Mm -hmm. What did you learn? 
So in my third book, so this is my third book called Secret Conversations mm-hmm. with Trading Tycoons. Yes. And this goes back to my principle of mentorship. Now, if you recall in the earlier part, I spoke about mentorship. Mm. So I was someone who was also lost, right? Can you imagine third class honors? And I don't know anything. But the key was that mentors saw something in me. And I went to ask. So the first lesson I actually want to share with our men who are listening in, if you feel stuck in a place and you don't know what to do, go speak to a mentor. It's so important for us to be in an environment that is thriving. Never be afraid to ask. You know, a lesson I share with people, never be afraid to ask. You know why? Because when you ask for help, when you ask, can you help mentor me? There's only two outcomes. Your mentor says yes or mentor says no. When he says no, you go back to being to where you were before. You didn't lose anything. You just started at the same place. But if he said yes, your whole life changes. So this is key. Number one, you never lose by asking. So in this book, I asked, I literally went to search out for mentors who are so big in the trading world. I asked them, would you sit down and distill your nuggets of information, distill your wisdom so that the whole world can benefit? You know, Kissinger, I I interviewed these 12 people. They combined, they manage about 6 billion US dollars. So on average, one of them handles about $500 million. And the key question I always ask the audience, do you think there's something we can learn from these (laughs) men and women? The answer is yes. So never stop learning, never stop growing. You see, the key uh, that I want to share with everyone, maybe uh, one sentence is this, okay? Mm. Success is not something we pursue. Success is something we attract. So we have to go to work on ourselves. When we work on ourselves, success is a byproduct. That's powerful. Say that again. (laughs) Success is not something we pursue. It is something we attract. Many people are focusing on the doing, the doing, the doing. Let's focus on the being. I've got to be successful before I do success. Actually, one final one, you know, because this is a Christian organization. <laughs> and, and, and normally I stop there. But for our, our fellow brothers and sisters, I always say this, you know, before the doing precedes the being. But actually before the being precedes the knowing. You've got to know who you are in Christ. Because once you know who you are, and you're made in His image, Game over. People need to know it from their head. It needs to drop into their heart. The love of God. Once you understand what he did for us on the cross, I can tell you, everything changes. You know, one small poem comes to mind I want to share with our audience is this, okay? To see the law by Christ fulfilled and hear his pardoning voice turns a slave into a child and duty into choice. Once you understand who you are in Christ, everything changes. Allow me to ask you to repeat that for our our radio listeners because that is really powerful, Mario. Sure. Say that again. To see the law by Christ fulfilled and hear his pardoning voice turns a slave into a child and duty into choice. The problem why people feel I have to do, 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 do. There's so much laws and principles in the Bible. They haven't understood the knowing of the Father. I mean, the Bible also says it, right? If you, being wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, what more? Mm. What more, our Heavenly Father? So one thing I really want to encourage everyone, come back and read the Scriptures again with fresh eyes to Mm. understand who you are made in Him, what He came to do. Mario, this is amazing conversation. I wish you could have all the time. I just want to ask more questions. But before I do, could you summarize and just speak to these Adams listening to you today? And just in case somebody is tuning in right now, sure. just lay to them clearly 
and then we can come back to the question. Well, the first thing I want to say is that you've got to build your life on Christ. You see, apart from Him, none of us have any hope because this is the truth. If Jesus Himself says in John 14, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, no one comes to the Father except through Him. Those of us who may be listening now, if you have either gone away from the Lord, come back to Him. That's the amount of love that He has for you. That's the first thing. But out of that relationship, understand four key words. Meaningful relationships, meaningful work. That's my last parting shot because I started by saying in Genesis 2, right? Relationships are key. Work is also key, especially for all the Adams and all the men over here. We spend, in fact, the bulk of our lives in work and in relationships. The key is, are they meaningful? We are all looking for meaning. We are all looking for significance. We are all looking for purpose. Have that anchored in Him. Out of that, you will flow rivers of living water. Wow. Thank you, Mario. I got a few questions from Martin. Martin says, how does a young man invest to secure his future? How does a young man invest to secure his future? The first key thing I will tell Martin, invest in yourself. Forget about thinking what are all the different industries. Oh, should I jump into crypto? Should I jump into stock? Should I jump into Forex? The first key thing, invest in yourself for financial education. The problem with the world out there, we are building everything on a false premise. We tend to see the people driving the Lamborghinis and all that and we find, wow, I want to chase this success. But I keep saying it's all built on shifting sand. Build it on the solid rock of Christ, number one. Number two, go learn the real principle. So invest in yourself. What is lacking out there? You know, whether is it to Martin or to ourselves, Kissinger? What is lacking is something called discernment. We are not able to see what is being built. Is it being built for, for, for true success or is it being built on false success? In Corinthians, it actually says, even Satan himself can disguise himself as an angel of light. So there we got our work cut out for us, man. We really need the power of the Holy Spirit for discernment. So I know it's a bit of a long answer, but Martin, even before you think about investing in any other financial sectors, go invest in yourself. Then you will be able to understand and make proper financial decisions. Beautiful. Thank you. Then I have another question from Dan. Eve, uh, Fiona asks a question and said, say something about cryptocurrencies. Is it something, is it risky? Is it something they can invest in? That's up to you. So the whole world of cryptocurrency right now, I think it has gone through a, a, a bull market. It has gone through a bear market. All right. Is it something that is worth looking at? My answer is yes. However, it all boils down again to your understanding of it. Never go and chase the things in the wind. Once, like for me, I'll give an example, all right, Kissinger. I've actually invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are the top two cryptocurrencies of the world. And I made good money out of that. But it's not so much the vehicle. It was more the knowledge that I had in understanding how these currencies will run. So even to Fiona, I'll say, it's not about, should I invest in cryptocurrency? Should I invest in stock? Should I invest in, in currencies? Again, invest in yourself. Don't worry so much about, oh, am I catching the right train? Who am I listing? Forget all the noise. Stay in your lane. Understand who you are, all right? And build momentum. That's the key word I want to say. Mm. Building momentum. Take one step in the direction of your goals. You want to learn how to make money? Go and listen to somebody who has made good money and then go and listen to him or her. The power of mentorship. The one key sentence I want to share with everyone. So, so this is a classic hack. I'll use the word, it's a hack, okay? <laughs> you want to make money. Go and look at someone who's successful. Mm -hmm. Go and study him or her. 
I'm sure you've got one or two heroes or heroines that you like. We you want to here. emulate, right? <laughs> Find out what is that person's value system? Mm-hmm. What is that person's work ethic? And when you copy that, chances are you wouldn't be too far from that person's results. So the key statement, Kissinger and Fiona and Martin, begin tomorrow, today. Understand who you want to be. Build the values and start now. Powerful. We have a few minutes. Parting shot. And then I'll ask you to pray for these Adams who have had all these things and say, look, I want to start. I want to begin. But help me and God to help me begin. And possibly increase and secure my relationship. I think about, you talk so strongly about relationships and work. And I think Adams mostly know about work and want to do work. In fact, I think our men's group is called Men at Work. <laughs> so please, parting shot. Parting yeah. shot is yeah. okay. Parting shot, I feel, is that mm. we are all made in the image of God. This is key. Mm. Many times, right, sometimes when we don't know what to do, the problem really is a problem of relationship. Okay. You don't understand who you are in Christ. You see, when the devil came to, this is in Matthew chapter 4, Prior to Matthew 4, I mean Matthew 3, when a voice came up, right? When Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And in Matthew 4, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted, when the devil came, what was the first thing he said? If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. You see, God had already said, you are my son. And and, and the devil immediately wants to shake your identity if you are the son of God. And that is a, a, a basic repeat of what happened in the Garden of Eden. When God himself said, don't eat, all right, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And immediately, this, this slithery serpent came out and said, did God really say? Mm-hmm. You see, in John 10, when Jesus says, right, the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come to give life and life more abundantly. The first thing I ask myself, what exactly is the devil stealing? And sometimes I felt the Holy Spirit drop in my heart. He comes to steal your identity. When you don't know who you are in Christ, things can go wrong. So always come and run back, run back. Forget about whatever you have done. The key thing is to always run back to Christ because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You need to hear this, guys. This is the key statement. Mr. Mario, please pray for us. Sure, sure. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just want to give you thanks for this wonderful session that we had with Kissinger. Lord, I thank you that we must know. Thank you for the revelation, Lord, that we have to go deeper of who we are in you. Lord, I release a prayer of blessing over all the men who's watching this program. Lord, I don't know the kind of struggles, the kind of challenges that they're going through, but you know, Lord. Lord, I feel you impressing upon our hearts in Isaiah 55 that your ways are always higher than our ways. So I pray for those of you who are going through challenges now, just come back to the Lord. Come back. If you are that prodigal son, if you feel that you are running to him, understand that he runs to you first. This is the love of the Father. So I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. I want you to understand of who you are in Christ. Man of valor, rise up. You are the prophet, the priest, and the king in your household. Learn to build nourishing relationships with your wife, with your, your kids. Understand, and that only flows out from your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In terms of what you're doing at work, be excellent in your work. Because the Bible says, he who is excellent in his work will stand before kings. 
So that's the blessing I pray over you. I pray and ask that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the power and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you today and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen. 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 Wow. Adams and Eve, there you have it. We've been talking to a chemical engineer turned financial guru in the industry, totally respected across the world, appearing in amazing media houses, Bloomberg, CNBC, just talking about finances. And what a joy to have him on board. And hearing that all these financial strategies, the power of three, can be drawn down, down to what is your shared. So please catch this conversation if you missed it on, on our media, social media pages. Go to Hop TV and just plug it in and listen to Mario Singh amazing conversation and if you look forward to continue to just hear what you have to say on our 20933 that's our sms line 20933 or 0717-400555 or just drop a comment and we'll be very happy to to, to hear from you i didn't tell you but uh, mario singh has just put up a free conference that would have cost you 200 dollars but he says come free so that you can continue to align these financial strategies. So it's now time to leave the cave. And before we do that, we want to wish you a beautiful week. And we look forward to again seeing you next week at the same time as you look and live in that top TV and as you listen and live. And we wish you a beautiful week. And thank you so much, Mario, for coming on board and enjoy your stay in Kenya. Thank you so much, Kissinger. I really enjoyed our interview. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, you, sir. And look forward to seeing you.